Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Okay, Annie. Yes. We're going to start off with a question, and it's not our little lighthearted ones. It's not necessarily really, really deep, but I, I did wonder, growing up, what was your perception about abortion and reproductive justice? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, as I've mentioned several times before on this show and recently, I did grow up in a pretty liberal family in a very conservative area. So I was um, pro-choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still, uh, that terminology still is weird to me, all that whole thing. But um, I thought that it, it was a women's, a woman's right to choose and that... Uh, it was something that women should have access to. I was, uh, I know I've mentioned before, I was on the debate team. Yeah. And I I was the only person who would argue that abortion should be a thing. And you would not believe, like it's tactics you see in the Republican Party now uh, against it that these like middle schoolers leveled against me. But um, I was, I. it made me nervous because there was such vitriolic, like right. and strong feelings about it. So I, I wasn't super... I didn't broadcast it a lot. Um, and I did have like, but I like these, I, I don't know that I had realistic, um, at, now that I know more about abortion, I'm not sure that my timeline was very realistic because I was like, definitely before this time. Or, you know, <laughs> right. And I'm not sure that that was accurate at all right. or what I really thought. But it, it became a thing, like I became known for it and people would either attack me over it or they would get really aggressive in their questioning mm-hmm. about like why I thought it and like mm-hmm. even my friend group now that I still have they would it would be this thing like we would not talk about because I, I felt like they maybe not looked down on me but they were really kind of disturbed because <laughs> right. we were in a very conservative town and that's what they were hearing right. they've changed right but, like at, at that, that time, time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would definitely have been one of those people because I we've mentioned it before because we've talked about abortion a lot on our show, uh, and of course, it is something that we want to talk about and continue to talk about because it's not just the whole level of you know the conversation of uh, abortion, but it's a whole level of. Um, taking away the freedoms and choices of women. And that's kind of how I had to rethink because growing up, I was absolutely uh, anti-abortion. That was my perception because A, not only was I told I was saved from abortion because I'm adopted, but Mm -hmm. B, because of my very, very conservative religious parents who sees that as a focal point of the biggest issue. And we've talked about this many times. Like uh, I think we talked about before when my mom and I got into a really heated argument Cracker Barrel. Um, And this was one of the biggest points of contention to the point that we couldn't talk and we both left Mm. crying. And that was probably one of the most heartbreaking moments for me. And it's not that I'm necessarily... uh, Like, I I still have moments where I catch myself being very anti-abortion, not anti-abortion, but in like thinking that manner, I guess is Mm -hmm. to say. It's hard to let go of what is indoctrinated into you, especially when you're being told this is who you are, this is how you were this is why you're alive, essentially, right. um, mm-hmm. because you're the alternative choice to abortion. But on top of that, you know, just kind of unraveling the idea that a woman's purity and responsibility in, in, in conceiving is also all a part of this. And so, therefore, we are the biggest sinners of all, you know, <laughs> if this is how we believe. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
overall, I've, I've tried to argue it with my family where it's like, you know, it's a conversation of do you trust your daughters? Do you trust your family to make the right decision for them? And it's, it's this right. whole big thing. Of course, I am very much on the other side of this now. And I'm very much, um, I guess, yeah, pro-choice uh, is the best mm-hmm. way I can say. Because it's not, as we've talked about it, this is everything about controlling women more so than anything else. It's not about saving babies or saving lives. It's not about you know, the whole term of pro-life needs to be thrown out the window because as we've seen in our administration, that's not what it's necessarily about. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I worked in social work for so long because there's this level of debt that I felt because of rhetoric like this and understanding that I was like, wow, this is messed up because why am I the only one who's getting paid less than minimum wage to care about these lives that were so like intense on saving? And don't get me wrong, of course we want to protect life but true life and life, the whole conversation of conception and all of that is the bigger point of science. Oh, there's so many things that we could talk about. <laughs> but and, and, and the reason I was thinking about this, today we are specifically talking about Argentina and uh, we are celebrating with them as the giant victory of our uh, family in Argentina and all the people of Argentina can celebrate the legalization of abortion as of December 30th of 2020. Um, and for them, it's been a long and hard and drawn out battle. And we've seen continued activists even talking about and celebrating, still understanding that it's a yeah. bigger battle to come. But yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about what happened and to celebrate with them. Right. So on December 11th, the Voluntary Interruption of Pregnancy Bill was passed by the Chamber of Deputies, which is the lower house, with a vote of 131 to 117 and was sent to the upper house, the Senate, which passed on the 30th of December by a vote of 38 to 29 and was passed by the President Alberto Fernandez. The law legalizes all abortion up to 14 weeks of pregnancy. So the previous law only allowed for abortion access in case of a pregnancy as a result of rape or if it endangered the health and life of a woman and was punishable with up to 15 years of jail. Oof. Yeah. Uh, And we can't talk about the success of reproductive justice in Argentina without talking about the -the boots-on-the-ground groups who have pushed and fought within that country. Organizations like La Colectiva Feminista La Revuelta and Colectiva Ni Una Menos have been pushing for the rights and protection of women and the marginalized community. Right, so in 2015, uh, thousands of Argentinians marched to spotlight the injustice and violence against women, or it was called hashtag Ni Una Menos, which grew into a movement that expanded into the larger issues of women's rights, including reproductive justice. A bill was introduced in 2018, but it was defeated in the Senate, though it had passed in the lower house. As the administration changed, President Fernandez showed support for the bill and even wore a green tie, which was the symbol of the abortion rights movement known as the Green Wave. And he said that the previous law unfairly punishes, quote, vulnerable and poor women. Right. And I think that's a big conversation of who had access and who it really affected. Um, And according to a report by the Human Rights Watch, nearly 40,000 women and children in Argentina were hospitalized in 2016 as a result of unsafe clandestine abortions or miscarriages. So this included at least 6,000 of them being between the ages of 10 through 19. So this bill uses inclusive language, and thanks to the activism of trans activists like Camila Fernandez, um, these activists made sure to use language such as, quote, people with ability to be pregnant. Right. Um, And just 
kind of as we were talking about earlier, how you know you're indoctrinated with so much, especially growing up, whether it's through religion or or whatnot. Like for me, it was religion, not necessarily the same as Argentina because we are very Southern Baptist, but. Mm. very along those strict lines. Uh, Argentina is heavily influenced by Catholicism, as in fact, one report shows at least 92% of Argentinians still identify as Roman Catholic. Um, And the bill has been contested by many anti-abortion groups, uh, including the fact that the Senate was encouraged by the Church of Argentina to vote against it. And just like everywhere, we've been talking about this a lot over around the world lately, there is still a lot to do in making sure to keep reproductive justice secure. But but seeing victories like this is really encouraging, especially knowing and witnessing the many activists who have tirelessly fought for these things and, and continue to. And as we always say in these international episodes, uh, we would love to hear from listeners who are in Argentina, who have experience, who have seen these things, um, who have helped make these things possible. And it is very inspiring. Um, So yeah, we would love to hear from you. Uh, You can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Oh, thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.